Well, we want to thank our sponsors, help to bring you all the high school sports here on Round Guy Radio. We got a brand new sponsor, that's Farmers Co-op of uh, Kyoto, Iowa, as well as Vision Ag. Uh, also, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats of Richland, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagans, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brake Sports Cards out of Dubuque, Iowa, Richland Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Thanks, you guys, so much for sponsoring us, and I hope you enjoy this look at the season. We got Scotty Melvin, and he's going to go ahead like he's done the last couple of years and give us a little uh, preview. So the, uh, we're going to start out with the eight-man districts, aren't we? Yeah, that's what I've uh, taken a look at so far, and that's uh, really going to only include eight-player uh, District 6. I know we got uh, Lone Tree moved north, uh, I believe, to five. District 5. Um, I don't know enough about them or the teams they play to really get into the, uh, prediction or any kind of a deep dive. So I'm sticking with uh, this corner of the state where most of our teams play, including our three uh, Henry County teams. And so that's where I'm at, Dave. Okay. Well, we're all excited. This is one that you uh, uh, know like the back of your hand. Uh, so uh, I'm sure you've looked at the rosters a little bit. You, you, you've listened to what the little bit there is. There's no actual data to go by but uh you do have what you last year's players did that are left and who's replacing a lot of players so uh take me through it all right well i'll start with uh you know what i think will, will be i hate to call it that but the bottom of the district and these these certainly are subject to uh how the the teams perform on the field and play this thing out but uh after going through you know, returners from last year and, and what little bit of data we have based on that. I'm going to start uh, at number six because this is a six-team district now with uh, Tri-Valley, or I'm sorry, yeah, is it Tri-Valley? Tri-County. 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 See, I can't even remember their name. <laughs> but uh, I believe they're playing with HLV this year. Isn't that right? That's, that is correct. That's correct. And they're sending some good players over there. And I think it's yeah. a better situation for those because they have some good players. They just don't have enough to really fill out the team. So, right. and, and so that's who I've got at the bottom, though, is HLV uh, finishing at number six this year based on that fact that they have a lack of depth, a lack of uh, returning experience. Uh, one of my favorite players in the district last year, Boston York, uh, for the Warriors. I did not see his name on the roster, um, so I can only assume he's not playing. He was a he was a pretty darn good lineman and uh, linebacker on defense for them, and uh, he was a junior, I believe, a year ago. And so I was looking forward to him being maybe kind of the leader of that team. But I don't see his name on the roster. I don't have hardly anything to go on for for the Warriors. Um, so given that, I've placed them at number six. I think they'll struggle in this district this year. All right. Well, uh, I actually have today. I tried to reach out. I reached out to the baseball coach, uh, see if he could get me his number and stuff. So we're, we're going to try and see him. I, uh, um, I have talked to a lot of coaches, and uh, uh, some of them are thinking HLV may have some weapons, and uh, they're thinking this, these Tri-County kids are going to help them. And uh, um, even though they may not be at the top of the district, they're, they're, like you say, it's subject to change. 
So uh, I'm looking well, forward to seeing what they, they, they do on the field. But uh, uh, Here's the thing, Dave. We listen to the other coaches that you interview and, and I uh, get to help with from time to time. And there is nothing, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but there's nothing but respect amongst uh, his peers there uh, for the yeah. for there at HLV. Well, it's a tough. I mean, there's some good teams in this district. There are, and 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 here's the other thing: coaches are going to be real diplomatic and complimentary of each other's squads, even if they know, uh, you know, behind closed doors that hey, that that school they're probably going to struggle this year due to lack of experience and depth and whatnot. Now, me being a fan, <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to be that diplomatic. <laughs> so, I hear what you're saying. Okay, and, well, and, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You can't be if you're going to do the, if you're going to stick your neck out and do these predictions. And and as we know, and I've been saying it, this will be my third year now with you. Uh, I am absolutely okay with being proven wrong. So if HLV can do that, hey man, hats off to them, and we'll enjoy watching that unfold for them. Okay. So number five, and this one's probably going to shock you some. And as I'm going through the district, uh, you know, kind of shock myself, but I, I have no choice um, based on. Again, what little data we have. I've got New London finishing fifth. I've got them Whoa, taking that's a big one. back. Well, when you look through their roster, buddy, there's very little experience coming back. They are extremely young. They are extremely short on numbers. Unless there's some players not listed on bound. Um, they do have the, uh, Brigham Porter, who had a little bit of contribution last year. Um, and I'm sure he's a... a special athlete just like his brother uh so i expect him to to be kind of a leader on this team statistically uh probably both sides of the ball they have another young man and i can't remember his name that had a little bit of contribution last year as well uh, i believe he's a minky and uh outside of that i had like nothing they were so senior dominated last year and as we saw even with the great senior talent they had they were a uh, pretty pretty sharp step down from the top dog Waco of uh, last year. Uh, so, you know, this is a new year and we'll see what happens, but based on, like I said, what I've seen on paper, I've got new London taking a pretty, pretty big step back this year with a new coach and all this inexperience. And, you know, depending on how all those kids come together and what kind of talent they have, they could uh, easily blow my mind and move up a couple, three spots here. Um, but as of right now, I've got them at number five. They're losing the Bowden Pickle. They're losing. One of my favorites last year was Dom Lopez. God, he was a great quarterback. Uh, Odin, my favorites. That, that kid, uh, he was quite an athlete, and he, you know, being a guy that's into the the gym thing, uh, Bowden was a gym rat, and, and I enjoyed uh, watching him play and and his uh, his hard work in the gym paying off there. Well, they got a lot of young players, and uh, nobody knows what they're going to be able to do. But that's kind of I'm I'm looking at a lot of these young teams, and I want to see their young players and 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 see how that all plays out, but. Uh, yeah, uh, if they can, you're calling if they, them like you see them, that's for certain. If they can blow my mind and uh, overcome these, uh, what I consider some some tough obstacles that they've got uh, to face this year, you know, hey, great. Number four, I've got English Valleys, and uh, this could be kind of interchangeable to me uh, with my number three team, but I've got English Valleys, the Bears. You know, they were two and seven a year ago, but they were really young, but – you know, they, they don't look to me like they're struggling with numbers at all. And uh, that's going to be kind of a theme, I think, this fall for us. And we've already been talking about it. Teams have got depth. Uh, that that helps a lot. And experience, of course, helps a lot. Talent, of course, is the big one. 
Um, I'm not sure where they're at, the Bears, with talent, but they've got some experience. they got a lot of young kids, too, but they, they've got some upperclassmen, and they've got some depth. Um, so I've got them at number four because we'll just have to see if they can contend with my number three team, and I've got the Iowa Valley uh, Tigers at number three. Number they were three. four years ago. Um, they got a they place at Kearney there. That's a lot to that's that's a lot of offense they got to find. They are, but but much like the Bears, they've they've got quite a bit returning. They've got some decent depth for an eight eight man team. Um, you know, Coach Boland did not leave the covered bear there by any means. Um, they've got a little bit of a program established, and it sounds like to me they'll have some continuity there because they've got a guy from inside taking over for Coach Boland. And I think that bodes well for them, and I, I think they're a solid number three again. You know, <laughs> this is complete speculation on my part, and this is fun, and it's always fun to look back at the end of the year and see how close you come to this uh, prediction thing. But uh, I've got the Bears finished number three in the district. That brings me to the, the top two spots, buddy. Drum roll. And it's going to be the uh, Henry County rivals here. And by the slightest of edges, and these are interchangeable, but I've been saying this for, for months and I'm sticking with it. I've got number two, Waco, finishing second in the district this year. And I could be way off on this, and I realize it, because they bring back, for all that they lost, a ton of talent, a ton of depth. And honestly, some pretty significant production on both sides of the ball, considering um, so much left in, in say, a Drew Deers and a, a Simeon Reichenbach. So uh, you've seen them practice in person. You've seen how some of these kids have, have grown and developed. The one, uh, a couple of them that I really want to spotlight because we didn't talk about them as much last year due to being, uh, you know, behind some seniors. Reese Oswald, number one, um, he got in in a lot of games. Played a lot of snaps both sides of the ball. Had some big-time highlights. He uh, didn't get a ton of stats offensively. He did rush for almost 200 yards and five touchdowns. And he did have that big pick six in the playoffs against Montezuma that really, uh, you know, that Waco had the momentum rolling, and that really just kind of cinched that game up towards the end of the first half. And uh, I thought that one highlight, and you can see it on YouTube, uh, Jeff got it on his videos there for real smart highlights. Um you know, the kid's athletic, and now we're hearing that he's beefed up. Um, he can play quarterback or running back. He'll probably go linebacker on defense, it sounds like. Uh, but I know Reed pretty well, Dave, and I can tell you there's one advantage this kid has over a lot of others at his age. He's extremely intelligent. we got a lot of smart kids out there, but Reese is one that – he comes to the gym and he works hard, but he understands the nutrition part of things. And I can tell you from uh, my recent years' experience – and in, in my own personal hobby in life, that, that if you can throw that nutrition part in, even these young athletes, you uh, have got a formula for some, some major things. And Reese understands that. A lot of kids would be smart to follow his lead on that end of things. And so I'm not surprised to hear that he's decided to beef up for football and accomplished it. And uh, I expect big things out of Reese this fall. Yeah, he looks, he looks big, man. I mean, uh -huh. he looked like he used to be looked like a, a string bean, and now he's like a, like just about a rectangle. I mean, like a block person or something. You know what I mean? Well, his I, shoulders are just so work. straight out and straight down, and he's got he's like two hundred pounds, and man, yeah. he looks like he, he looks like he's ready. He, he means business this year. That doesn't surprise me a bit. He he kind of a, he's he's a chatty kid, uh, and he's a lot of fun to to be around. 
because like I said, he's, he's got a maturity to him and, a, and an intellectual uh, thing going on there that, uh, you know, sometimes us older guys don't, maybe we take for granted that the young kids don't have. And uh, he, he's a lot of fun to have around the gym when he's there. Um, and he's put all of that knowledge and experience he's got at a young age to use. And, and I think we're going to see some big things from him this year, but he's got help, buddy. He's got Loudon Housengay back. Loudon went for. Loudon's uh, grown a lot. He's, he's like six inches taller or something. Well, you know, he was only a sophomore <laughs> last year. <laughs> I don't know about six inches, but. He well, looks like he's, you know, he looks like he's 50, 75 pounds bigger than he was. Uh, it just looks huge. And I haven't seen these guys all summer. They've been grinding uh, uh, for football somewhere else because I haven't seen them up at Brickhouse, and that's cool. Uh, Loudon, though, he, he did all most hit 500 yards rushing last year, uh, 11 touchdowns on the ground. Got another almost 140 receiving yards and a couple of touchdowns and then 59 tackles on the defensive side of the ball as a linebacker. So, you know, he's going to be a a leader out there for the Warriors on both sides of the ball. And uh, now he's got a a good year of varsity experience under his belt. Like you said, he's grown, put on some weight. Um, I'm I'm expecting a big fall from Loudon. We got Colton Brickhouse Lichty back, bringing back uh, 90 tackles from his defensive end spot, Uh, state leading 17 sacks. Four fumble recoveries. I mean, he's a stat machine. He had a few catches last year as well. Uh, I wonder if he's going to contribute there at the tight end spot maybe this year for the Warriors. I think there's a lot of things we're going to see some of the kids do this year that they didn't do last year with all these spots open due to graduations. And uh, I think Colton will probably take a a more, uh, you know, a lot more snaps on offense and uh, maybe be a target there. And another uh, senior to be, that I want to spotlight that didn't get as much press last year, Chase Waterhouse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he played defensive end last year, largely. Um, he rotated in a lot with, uh, with Ty Egley, but he produced 37 tackles and seven and a half sacks. And as you remember, had that big one at the end of the game to seal things up against Newell Fonda at the dome. And uh, I thought that kind of summed up his season very well because he quietly went about his business with some of the other kids, uh, you know, like a Colton Lichty getting a lot of the, the attention with uh, these gaudy stats. And uh, what I saw from Chase last year, and I think we're going to see it big time this year on display, is he has that same ability. He has that same ability to have uh, just eye-popping numbers from a defensive end spot. And uh, he's, he's a big frame kid. There's a few kids around. We've got some big athletic kids. Uh, but a lot of times when you when you see him in person without their pads and their gear on, you say, well, yeah, he's, he's tall and he's he's strong looking kid, farm kid, whatever. But he looks like a high school kid. And then there's a few that uh, make your eyes pop a bit uh, when you see him in person. And Chase kind of has always struck me as that whenever I see him around town or whatever, you know, he's he's got a look about him that's uh, not typical of a high school kid. And I'm looking forward to seeing him get his uh, his. Uh, just uh, dues this year because he's going to get a lot more snaps. Yeah, that's going to be big. Well, let me ask you this. Now, they're losing Deers, and you're losing Simeon Reichenbach, and you're losing Isaac Oswald, which that's a lot. But yes. there's an ad, uh, Hunter Hughes, and there's yeah. another ad I didn't even know about. They got this, this sophomore that's the nose guard, and he's a big kid, and he's fast. And I'm telling you, he, if he can put the kind of uh, pressure moving forward that I saw him do in practice, 
And and if he can exhibit that kind of speed, if he ever gets back there, he's going to make Lichty and whoever the other defensive end, you know, uh, I mean, he's going to pull two or three guys to block him. And it's just, it's a numbers game. And one of them guys that are Russian is going to be able to get back there. Uh, and I think that uh, whether they play him at linebacker or defensive back, Hunter Hughes is going to make a big difference. Hunter's a, a just an extremely so I think there's a lot they can do with him, and I'll be in a real interested to see how he does contribute. But uh, he could he could really do a lot for the Warriors, both on defense and offense, I believe. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch him play. He's another one that I see up at the gym quite a bit. Haven't seen him all summer, uh, but uh, Hunter's a, a, a great kid, a great athlete. I'm glad to see him going out for football his senior year. I think he's going to have a good time, and I think he's going to help these Warriors vie for a district championship. I've got them slated in here at number two, but that's only because I'm sticking with uh, <laughs> some of my late uh, season predictions from last year when I was looking ahead to this fall. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to spotlight that that young man you're talking about real quick. Um, and he is a large young man, Adam Stafford, who you're talking about. Yeah, man, that kid is. He he's he's he he damn near has a nickname, and I only seen him in a practice. Well, I remember last year um, when, when we went over to Martinsdale, you and I, had to watch that showcase. Um, I noticed they had Adam out there in pregame warm-ups when uh, the kids are kind of paired off against each other, doing a little line work and stuff, working on some blocking technique and whatnot during warm-ups. And Adam was uh, with Drew Deers, and I thought, that's the perfect guy, the perfect mentor, a senior with a freshman, uh, a big freshman that has the, the physical ability, obviously, and the size and everything, but maybe they're trying to establish some of that uh, football mentality. And, well, there's no better um, mentor than a Drew Deers out there. So that pleased me a lot to see see the uh, the big young man there as a freshman with Drew. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how he's progressed and what he'll turn into out there on the field this year. Being six six and, and well over three hundred pounds and athletic, an eight player uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah, it's going to give open up a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things with the defense, including adding extra linebackers and. Woo! Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about that team. Uh, they do I have a new quarterback. Uh, um, I was impressed. I was impressed. I thought he was uh, um, maneuvering well. Uh, I thought he was uh, making good reads. I think he had a lot of touch, and I thought he had good location, and he saw him complete a lot of passes. And then sometimes when he didn't complete passes, uh, uh, they were maybe out of bounds or something where the defense – he threw them in a place where the defense couldn't intercept him. You know, maybe something right. wasn't open. He was seeing that. So I got a lot of hope for this kid. But uh, that's the big question, Mark, is uh, how, how soon can uh, – this young man start leading him to victories. Yeah, he's young, uh, junior, and this will be his, you know, first go round as a, a quarterback. And it sounds like he's going to split some time back there with Reese. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be kind of similar to Isaac and, and Simeon in the last couple of years, where if it's a kind of an either or run pass type situation, Clayton will probably be back there most of the snaps. But if it's a, more of that wildcat kind of look, you'll see Reese back there. Uh, that's my guess, based on what you've uh, spoke with Coach Edeker about and what I've seen out of these kids. And that's going to be quite a one-two punch uh, between them and Winfield Mount Union. I think we're going to see some really good quarterbacking this year in the district for this eight-player uh, 
number six. And then another one uh, that I think we need to keep an eye on is Brian Neal. He's another that's been kind of patiently waiting to get his crack, and he is playing center this year. He'll be taking over there on the offensive line for last stand Hildebrand, and uh, I don't think we're going to see any drop-off at that position as well. Brian's worked really hard in the weight room. He's very strong. He's my neighbor, so I see him a lot. He's tall. He's broad-shouldered. He's a well-built kid, very athletic. Um, when I when I go through this roster, and I had this feeling last year, there's so many kids that were puffing at the bit to, to get their their shot that will this fall. I, I see Waco possibly not stepping back one bit off of last year. It's going to be tough to replace some of them kids that graduated, for sure. But uh, it wouldn't shock me to see these guys run the table. Well, that's that's exciting. Well, uh, I got an idea who's number one. Yeah, and I'm sticking with it because uh, <laughs> the Winfield Mount Union Wolves are my pick to, by the slimmest of margins, win this district. And I truly believe that the week three matchup between them and Waco, which they have at home, that will be in Winfield. I think that's going to decide this district championship. I think it's going to be that early in the season. And the reason I'm picking the Wolves is because they have a senior class that has uh, an immense amount of talent, uh, maybe some of the most talent I've ever seen crammed into one tiny school um, in my years living here in the area. And, uh, you know, things didn't go quite the way they wanted last year. They did make the playoffs, but they kind of had to eke in. They finished six and four, and I don't think they thought they were going to going to have a record uh, like that. I think they and I think they could have and probably should have had more wins on the board. But, uh, you know, they dealt with some injuries. They dealt with a short roster and uh, they overcame it and still got in the playoffs. Now, this year, they've got a little more depth. They've got more experience. Um, the guys that everyone's going to talk about, Cam Buffington and Abram Edwards, you know, they, <laughs> they're they going to be seniors. This is their last go in high school, and I think they're going to lay it all out there. And I just have this feeling they're going to be in for a, a really special season. And uh, so they're going to be my pick to finish number one in eight-player district six. Well, if you ask me, it's uh, if Milks can lead them, they'll go as far as he can lead them, you know, because he's got the weapons. Uh, and he threw for a lot of yards last year, but you think the senior year he's really going to find it and uh, they're going to put this together. And, I mean, gosh, everyone, everyone in the state's talking about Winfield Mount Union. I think they're both going to be in the top 10 uh, right off the bat. What do you think? I don't see any other way. Um, they could be top five, both of these guys. You now, think? They could the way, be. Waco, due to the, the huge amount of uh, you know production they lost to graduation, might not get the attention from the rest of the state that I'm willing to give them uh, right off the bat. But uh, we'll see how that goes as the season progresses. But, I, you know, to me, these are – quite possibly two top five teams in a player you know and you're talking about cole milks um i don't think he's going to play quarterback all the time and yeah they said clay edwards is going to play some, or not clay but i mean a, a jake jake yeah the silk uh jake really impressed me coming in late in the game against waco last year up here in wayland and when i saw him play uh at quarterback there just for that that portion of the game at the end you know fourth quarter whatever the game was out of reach and everything um he operated very smoothly as the quarterback now cole 
much like we are, I'm sorry, Isaac Oswald progressed from his junior season to his senior season. Cole Milks from game one to game eight or whatever last year was one of the most improved quarterbacks I've seen over the course of a season. And you wouldn't be hurting at all if he was your one and only guy, but they have Jake. And I think Cole's skill set is going to allow Winfield Mount Union to move him around and use him in other ways, get him the ball. And uh, he's going to produce yards in a lot more different ways than just from the quarterback position and take some pressure off of Cam and Abram and Eli. And I think it's going to help this team out a lot. And they do have a few more players. How much? Uh, They've got some really good other players. they got Cooper Buffington, uh, who'll be big for them. And uh, uh, is there a Carter or, or uh, who are some of their other great players that we're not mentioning here? Let's just go over the, the list here, the, the, the main contributors. You, you mentioned Cooper. From his uh, defense, he played, I think he played defensive line last year, but he could play linebacker too. He's that athletic. He's big and strong, just like his cousin. He had 34 tackles and a couple fumble recoveries. I expect those numbers to probably go up this year. He's going to be huge for those guys. You know, Cam's coming back with his uh, almost 1,500 yards rushing, over 10 yards of carry, 25 touchdowns. He only caught the ball 13 times last year, but uh, he's a a huge threat receiving, you know, along with Abram out of the backfield. Um, I was there for that New London game, and Winfield Mountain Union kind of had to play catch-up a lot in that game, and so they threw to Cam a lot in that game. I, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, seven-eighths of the <laughs> 13 catches came against New London last year, but he had another six touchdowns there. Um, Abram caught the ball for nine touchdowns. Um I'm sorry, he had nine touchdowns rushing. He caught the ball for four touchdowns and almost 400 yards. So he was kind of their leader there. Eli Miller, undersized but strong, hard-nosed fullback, 265 yards on the ground, four touchdowns. You know, Winfrey Mountain is not hurting for for, uh, returning uh, players. And uh, they've added a few, according to the roster, looks like they've got maybe five, six more players than they had a year ago. How much those kids contribute and can they replace a couple of them seniors that graduated on the line will tell a lot about how they're going to they're going to go this season. And uh, we're going to find out a lot right away because they got to play Central City, who's a playoff team that's in the Cedar Rapids area that has some players. Um, and then they've got Waco week three. So we'll, we'll know exactly how good this Wolves team is going to be this year very early in the season. But uh, right now I've got them pegged as, uh, as the top dog in eight player six as we're sitting here. Everybody's undefeated, and like you keep saying, we don't have a lot of data to go on, um, but that's going to change real soon. Yeah, we don't have anything, but we're going to get to to have anything. Well, uh, you know, you kind of explained it to me. It's just kind of clicking to me just as we were talking how they may have two of the most offensive threats in the backfield of any team in the state. I mean, there might be other guys that have one guy that good, but they got two guys that are, you know, I mean, we got the one going to the, the cadet there, Abrams. Uh, he's yeah. uh, he made me so proud when he done that. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's a heck of a player, and he's already, you know, if he can improve, if these guys can improve on their juniors' years, I mean. How how I don't know how much more yards you could get or how many more touchdowns you could get, but if both of those kids improve, I mean, they may be the top team. 
they, you know, Cam and Abram wouldn't even have to improve. Cam is such a threat, um, both sides of the ball. He is so head and shoulders above most football players you'll see in the state on any level, let alone at the eight player. And an eight player, it's still football. You still got to have a good, solid team to go far. But you can sure ride one player a lot. But he's not out there by himself. He's got not at all. You know, who's another Division One recruit that's a, a nightmare for quarterbacks on that defensive line, and then a, a really good threat catching the ball or running out of the backfield occasionally. Uh, he's just hard to tackle. He's big and strong. I mean, Cole Milks, like I said, Jake's in there playing some quarterback. Cole's freed up to do some other things, take some handoffs, uh, spell cam some. And I can tell you, watching those guys progress through the season and getting dinged up the way they did middle, middle way through, I think they're set up to not have that kind of issue this year, unless there's some bad luck or something. But it won't be from somebody taking too many reps. They've, they've actually got some help this year. And I think that's what's going to put him over the edge. And and then you're talking, uh, you know, like you said, Cooper Buffington, he's a junior now. Uh, the youngest Edwards boy, Max, is going to come in and contribute. And, and he's, you know, he's six foot five. He's a, listed as a tight end and defensive back. And I've seen him play basketball. You've seen him play basketball. He's an athlete just like his brothers. I mean, these guys are, they're set up to have a really special season if everything goes well. And uh, I expect it to happen. And uh, it you know it won't shock me if if Waco and Winfield Mount Union flip flop in these two places. But I will tell you, I would be willing to bet everything I have that those two teams will finish one and two, and then it's everybody else at distant three through six in this district. Well, you're right, Scotty. I mean, this is I mean, both these teams are so dang good, and uh, you know, there's some other teams in here that could be kicking around a little bit. But this is for this is a great preview. I mean, this is. You got me all juiced up here, Scotty. I mean, I am. Oh, well, uh, as as ready as I am, it's only two days away yeah. uh, for us, isn't it? Uh, let our listeners know what's going on Friday night. So, Case Field in Washington. Uh, yeah, buddy, that's uh, just a scrimmage. So, you know, we'll, we'll see some pads popping and, and some head stumping and all that stuff, but it'll be probably largely not quite the typical Friday night speed and there won't be a score kept and things like that, but um, should be a nice evening weather wise. I think I'm going to try to get there even for, for the uh, curtain raiser there. Yeah, that starts at five 30. I'm going to be there for that. I might just be going uh, from five 30 till the whole thing go, gets over at least with some updates. Cause I can just start and stop, you know, anytime I want and then put something together and then start again. And, but we're going to have Jeff Mills there and I'm excited about that. Are you? I am too. And we'll, uh, hopefully he'll be able to get some good highlights, even from a scrimmage. Um, and he does every year anyway, I've been watching his stuff since before I, I knew him. <laughs> so, uh, cause he's, he's put together such great highlight packages for gosh, some years now, uh, especially of the demons. Well, but, uh, uh, um, demons are definitely, uh, uh, what we're going to be looking at, but uh, we're also going to get to look at maybe the second uh, uh, running back with the most returning yards in the state, uh, Ty Kozad and uh, the Muscatine Muskies, who I'd like to mention are sponsored by Wester Drug of uh, Muscatine and uh, Wilton, and they're sponsoring the Wilton Beavers too. So, uh, but, and they're playing the Pekin Panthers that same night. But uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about Ty Kozad. Well, uh, I don't have his numbers in front of me right now. I could dig him up. But, but Ty, 
he puts me in mind of uh, if you remember Troy Davis from the Iowa State Cyclones back in the late nineties, mid late nineties. He was one of my all time favorite college players, and the reason being was that guy. You know, he was all Iowa State had, and Iowa State was kind of a fad sack football program at the time, and you knew going into a game against them that they were going to just run Troy Davis over and over and over. The defenses they went against knew he was coming. They couldn't stop him. He was still going to get his 150, 200 yards or whatever. 300 or 400 yards a game, that guy? And, and yeah, so maybe Iowa State, you know, lost a lot of games anyway because they just didn't have enough firepower to keep up with a Nebraska or Oklahoma or whatever. But Troy Davis was still going to put up 2,000 yards and, and be a finalist for the Heisman and all that stuff. And, and I see Ty, and I think Muscatine's uh, uh, at their level a better better football team than uh, those old Iowa State teams. But Ty Kozad is a weapon that you know if you're on the opposing team this kid's going to be ran at you. There's no secret there. There's nothing fancy being done. <laughs> and they still can't stop him. <laughs> you know? So uh, I like players like Ty. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a three-star rated high school player, which is big time. And that's just up to now. He's got his whole senior season ahead of him to improve that. And not that it means a lot. Uh, he's, had that Division One offer to Air Force. I believe his recruitment's open again now, and I'm hoping I get to chat with him for a minute there Friday night. That's part of the reason I want to get there early, so I can bug him for a minute. Uh, I'll be milling around the field there and seeing who I can chat with, some of the Washington players that I know uh, as well. Um, yeah, he. I expect big things from, from Ty this year. Hopefully he doesn't miss any time due to injury. I know he missed a little time last year. Um, and Muscatine season is going to go as Ty goes. Uh, they're, they're a lot like our Burlington and our Tumwa in that they are a big school and they play in a big class, but they're not, you know, we talk about this a lot there. They don't have the advantages of the Cedar Rapids schools and the Des Moines schools and whatnot, you know, some of these metro area schools. So they're kind of in a weird, uh, no man's land in, in, in that 5A. Um, but they competed well last year. And like I said, I don't care who, is lining up against Muscatine. They know Ty's coming, and Ty's going to get his. Yeah, he is going to, and he's going to get his on Round Guy Radio. But I really think that uh, Coach Eric knows what he's doing uh, uh, by bringing a kid like that into uh, uh, get his run defense up to speed. Uh, and uh, uh, tell me a little bit, uh, uh, before we talk about the Wash teams, I want to mention a couple of sponsors, great sponsors from Kyoto, Iowa, are sponsoring the Washington Demons. And that is Kyoto Transmission and Repair and Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent. Uh, so uh, um, tell me about the vaulted Washington Demons defense. Every, I mean, you go back 100 years and they're playing great defense in Washington, uh, the Washington Demons are. That's true. And and I've always felt Washington's uh, not maybe the smallest team in 3A, but they're on that, that lower tier um, enrollment-wise. And yet they, they, it seems like no matter who's the head coach or whatever era they're in, they, they turn out good teams uh, that are very gritty and hard-nosed. It's just kind of in the culture there. I can tell you as a, a gym rat myself that for a small town in southeast Iowa, there's more people that <laughs> hit the gym and uh, like to lift weights in that town than any other town I've lived in in, in southeast Iowa. And it just comes as no surprise to me that it trickles down to the youth there. Um and, yeah, they're a defensive-minded team. I felt like that was our strength last year. I'm sorry to say I didn't get any 
you didn't get to any games in person last year. I had to watch everything on film or listen on the radio because it's just the way it went last year. But uh, a lot of those kids have graduated. Um, so there's a lot of question marks, but uh, some kids that I know that are very talented coming in this year that I'm sure are excited to get their shot. Uh, the, the Demons season could be, you know, they could be challenging for a district championship. I don't know. Um it remains to be seen, and unfortunately, a scrimmage, we're not going to learn a whole lot <laughs> because it's more like a, a you know a glorified practice there. But you're right. It won't hurt the Demons' defense at all to see a kid of uh, Ty's caliber, even if he's only going 80% speed or whatever, uh, Friday night because very likely they will not see another back like him all year. Yeah, it's uh, um, I'm excited about this. Just about the whole – just about football starting, you know. And I'm so excited to see a couple of the teams that's going to be right in the mix of everything. Uh, the first night is a first round guy radio game of the week. And then we got the uh, round guy radio uh, game of the week next uh, opening night. Uh, you're going to be in Columbus aren't, or in Minneapolis. Correct. I'm going to head down to Meepo because uh, you get two teams together like Minneapolis and Columbus. And I, I'll tell you, David, it's, it's almost uh, making me lose sleep over when we start our pickums with our beat the round guy episodes, who am I going to pick in that game? I I'm thinking on it and I keep going back and forth and it's stressing me out. <laughs> well, it's more of a preview. You know, we're going to do it more of a preview and instead of a, a definitive, uh, this team's going to win or not, but we're going to let the listeners know everything we can about that game and where we, where we see it going. And, uh, boy, I'm excited about football. Are you Scott? Yeah, you know, I you were talking to the the fellows there down at uh, Burlington, Coach Flaherty and Mr. Mason, you know, and and uh, I'm listening to that, and uh, I don't remember which one of them mentioned it, but uh, you know, you're a baseball guy. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm a football guy. Yeah, you're and a football guy. When football ends, I go into almost a a, a depression. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I understand yeah. it. I understand it completely. Yeah. You know, and I do love basketball, too. So basketball kind of gets me by. But then it ends. And then you've got kind of the spring thing. And I see people getting excited about baseball. And, eh, it's not really my thing. But, it, you know, we've been kind of watching, or at least I've been, thanks to you, watching some of the high school stuff these last couple of years. And that piques my interest. And that kind of gives me something to chew on for a little bit. And then it's over. And I'm not interested in, in pro baseball anymore. I just don't have that. So I go into this lull in summer where I got to keep myself busy because if I don't, I'll just be chewing on that start of football at the end of August. And it's just agony waiting <laughs> for the month of August to get over so we can get to the, the thing that I'm most passionate about, you know. Well, and we'll get you, some, get you some Round Guy Radio episodes to listen to to get you through the next – I don't know, 48 hours or so, but uh, 48 hours from now, we'll be sitting there at Case Field. How about that? I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, as a staff member now of uh, the Washington uh, School District, I will tell you, they got some really great swag shirts and hats and uh, coffee cups and stuff like that. I got an eye on it this morning at a, at a meeting, and they will have that stuff at Case Field for sale. Um, so people that want some really cool stuff that you can't find at Walmart or wherever else, man, get to Case Field and get you some really good Washington Demons apparel. Well, you have a kind of loving relationship with, with uh, Case Field, don't you? You, 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 I, you, you? you talk so fondly about it, and you've seen so many wonderful games there, haven't you? 
you know, I, I said, you know, I've told my story many times as far as uh, being an Iowan. And I moved to Mount Pleasant in the mid-90s, and I started following those guys around, obviously, because I lived in town there. And I've got some great memories of Panther football, you know, down there at Bob Evans Field, and I love that place. But some of my favorite memories are traveling as a Mount Pleasant fan and resident up to Washington to Case Field to watch those two square off because there are just some all-time classics uh, going back many years before I was in the area or thought of. But uh, in the time that I've lived here, you know, I've seen some really special things at Case Field. I've missed some, that really high-scoring uh, affair they had three or four years ago between the Panthers and the Demons. I was on my way home from a different game, and uh, I wanted to go stop and watch that game. My daughter talked me out of it, and uh, I still give her crap about that to this day. <laughs> but, yeah, Case is a special place, man. Well, uh, Scotty, what, what what division are we doing A next, or – yeah, I'm just going to work my way we're, up. We're work way from the smallest to the biggest? Yep, we'll go Class A next, and that'll be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably uh, dig deepest into the teams that I think are going to do the, the best. And, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to have any question who I'll be talking about in this uh, next one when we dig into Class A. Well, I love eight-man football, Scotty. Me too. I just love that. I mean, there's just nothing like eight-man football. Gosh. You can get addicted to it uh, in a short order, but uh, well, uh, we'll as soon as you uh, uh, do your research and come up with your list, give me a call. I'll do that, man. Hopefully, I uh, turn one out every day the, the through the weekend here. All right, thanks for being with us.